0: everyone. Welcome to the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model Podcast. This is going to be a mishmash of audio content, LinkedIn content, guest podcasts, interviews, debates, and live Q&A. We'll primarily discuss six topics that reflect the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. One, sales development versus marketing. Two, the sales assembly line or the AE-CSM split and other subdivisions versus full sales or full sales cycle sales, a.k.a. AECSM combined, no handoffs, no prospecting. 3. Quota versus holistic goals and metrics. 4. Commission versus full salary plus bonus. 5. Sales versus the option of self-service to the extent desired and possible. 6. The predictable revenue model versus the buyer-centric revenue model. If you haven't already, I highly demand that you sign up for the buyer-centric revenue model community to continue the discussion and help implement the model. Join the movement of forward-thinking peers, liberating and modernizing B2B marketing and sales. Achieve a better growth playbook, a competitive advantage, and more productive and fulfilling careers. Enjoy insights, data, best practices, resources, and jobs. Plus, the live Q&A on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to BuyerCentricRevenue.com to sign up. If you want to learn more about the model and these topics, check out my book, The Death of the SDR and the Birth of the Buyercentric Revenue Model. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And now to this episode. Hey, everyone. In this video, we're going to cover the truth about marketing-qualified leads, also known as MQLs. They are not leads, but contact information of uninterested buyers that marketing is forced to generate constantly and in large quantities so that sales development can burn through it as sales development spams buyers with telemarketing, email spam, LinkedIn spam, physical mail spam, and bribery via gift cards, which turns buyers off and pushes some buyers prematurely to sales. Now, marketing will generate this contact information of uninterested buyers through gated content, whether that's PDFs, webinars, events, pricing, guides, Anything that marketing can do to try to get that contact information from a buyer to then give that to sales development. The reason why that contact information isn't just bought from contact data providers who can provide it in bulk on the cheap and they constantly refresh it is the assumption that because these buyers are engaging with marketing's efforts... It is presumed that these buyers know and like your company to some extent and therefore are less likely to be turned off, less likely to avoid and reject SDRs as spam. And so these, these buyers are supposedly warmed up by marketing and marketing's efforts to then be spammed by sales development. Part of the process also includes prioritizing this contact information of uninterested buyers for sales development. So marketing is forced to do what's known as lead scoring or lead intent. And what that means is they will assess who the buyer is, their title, their company and uh, their engagement with marketing's efforts, how many emails they open, how many website visits, what website pages, what events they attended and assign that uninterested buyer a a cumulative score to indicate the assumption of how likely that buyer is to eventually request to speak to sales. In other words, that uninterested buyers sales readiness marketing obviously hates this because marketing does not want to be trying to capture contact information. So sales development can go spam buyers. Marketing does not want to do gated content because that's a lousy buying experience because buyers know when they give that contact information, they're doing it not because it's necessary to get that content, that the purpose behind that content is spam. And so typically that content will also suck because the goal is not to deliver good content. The goal is to get your contact information. Buyers either will not bother or they'll give you fake contact information. When buyers do give you their contact information and then they get spammed, they typically turn off and they're not going to come back for more. What a real lead is, is a website demo request where thanks to marketing's proper non-spam marketing efforts, a buyer comes to the website requests to speak to sales and marketing automatically qualifies them on the website with a few form questions and enables qualified buyers to book a time directly from a seller's calendar. That's a real lead, not contact information of uninterested buyers. Obviously the existence of sales development require and spam requires contact information. So how do you feed that beast? Well, marketing is forced to, to supply that information because thanks to the Predictable Revenue Model, which is the popular B2B marketing and sales model, sales development is the core marketing strategy to which most marketing resources are directed. And so marketing is the handmaiden into sales development. That is very unfortunate for marketing, unfortunate for the company and for buyers and for sales too, because... Sales development leads relative to marketing's website demo requests are junk. Lower win rates, longer sales cycles, higher cost per acquisition, and sales waste their time trying to sell to buyers that are premature, that are are typically not well-informed and are not seriously thinking about a purchasing decision, but are just kicking the tires or just browsing, as opposed to marketing's website demo requests because those buyers have been properly marketed to. Those are the leads that sales wants. Those are the leads that companies should should try to be generating and putting their marketing resources into instead of trying to spam buyers and push them prematurely to sales and turn off a whole bunch of others and damage your company's reputation and damage word of mouth, which is your two most important marketing assets Sales is suffering today. High turnover, low tenure, low productivity, low performance because they get often junk leads from marketing. Although there's other reasons, but that's a key one. Most sellers miss quota most of the time. The biggest determinant for sales is, sales is success is a sufficient amount of quality leads, is predictable pipeline. And then that's how you get predictable revenue. But in order to generate a sufficient amount of quality leads, You need proper non-spam modern marketing, which is not sales development, which is not prospecting, which is not spam. Because all three of those, sales development, prospecting, and spam are the same thing. They're just synonyms. It's sales development's job to do prospecting, and prospecting is a code word for spam. Companies, smart companies, and smart marketers, what they're doing is they are analyzing their marketing efforts where they compare sales development to marketing. They're separating the two components out. They're separating bad marketing from good marketing. And they will look at the leads generated from sales development, including those that originated from a MQL or marketing qualified lead. And they will compare that to marketing's website demo requests against real marketing and sales metrics, against profit, win rate, sales cycle, Revenue, number of customers, number of opportunities, dollar amount of opportunities, cost per acquisition, cost per acquisition payback period, customer lifetime value. Then they'll get a sense of which leads are performing the best and which aren't. And then they'll assess the cost that goes into producing sales development leads versus marketing leads. And then they will repurpose resources accordingly. And this is what I recommend to do in the book. And for example, one company that did this is Cognizant, where the CMO Alice did this analysis, saw that sales development leads going all the way back to MQLs had a 0.2 conversion rate, whereas marketing's website demo requests had a 4% conversion rate. And so why would you put all the resources into the former? And sales development is enormously resource intensive. It's enormously time capital and labor intensive. Why not repurpose them into marketing? And we know sales development is not performing well. We know sales development like sales is suffering high turnover, 39%, low tenure, 14 months, low productivity, 11 months because tenure minus three months of RAM time. And then 48% meetings booked quota attainment. Neither sales are doing well nor sales development. And there's obvious mistrust between sales and marketing of which sales development is, is part of marketing because it's a, it's a marketing function to generate and leads for sales. Even if 50% of the time they report into sales, you're putting junk through to sales through sales development. Sales gets a higher quantity of bad leads and a lower quantity of good leads. And it's very telling that companies where they have a very large sales development operation, if you compare that to their marketing efforts, it's actually marketing that is driving most of the growth and profit and it's sales development that is driving most of the loss and and regression. Run that analysis, get that data of the performance of sales development versus marketing, and then propose a business case in which you gradually sunset prospecting activities and quota by 25% increments and run that over a few sales cycles Repurpose the excess SDR capacity into marketing, give those SDRs quote and commission relief accordingly and track your metrics, both your quantitative and your qualitative metrics, you know, through surveys and interviews with buyers, with sales development, with sales, with marketing. And then you'll be able to gradually sunset sales development and repurpose that into marketing. Markers will then liberate themselves from the MQL hamster wheel because the, the MQL hamster wheel, as it's called, Or lead generation, which we talked about in another video, it just refers to the process of generating MQLs for sales development. So if marketers want to liberate themselves from the MQL hamster wheel, you have to liberate yourselves from the cause, which is sales development. The best way to do that is through this experimental approach where you gather the data, you propose a business case for experiments, and then you prove the efficacy of marketing over sales development, and then you repurpose sales development to marketing over time. And you're free, you liberate your marketing team, you liberate sales development, you make everyone happy, you make buyers happy, make sales happy, make the companies happy, investors happy, and it looks really good for your career that you're able to do that to as a marketing leader. And you and a companies have a massive competitive advantage because they're doing proper non spam marketing, whereas their competitors might still be doing sales development and prospecting and spam and doing yeah, lousy marketing. And we know nowadays that marketing is the key growth driver, the key driver to profit. Companies should be marketing-led. That's what buyers want and expect. And marketing influences most, if not all, of the buyer's decision to purchase. And uh, that's not to say that sales is, is unnecessary. It's just sales occupies a smaller seat at the table and is a smaller inf- growth driver. But the company that can provide the best marketing experience and then the best sales experience is the companies are the companies that are going to win and and dominate and attract the best talent and the best customers. Yeah. So I hope that this is helpful, that this clarifies or demystifies what marketing qualified leads are and what they aren't, their contact information, not real leads. And it's important that we be very clear in our language. We don't use euphemisms because euphemisms are meant to obscure the truth and obscure understanding and clarity. So you, they can smuggle in the junk. It's lipstick on a pig and they're trying to, they're trying to cover up the pig. And when you put into stark terms of contact information of uninterested buyers versus real leads, which are website demo requests, it separates the good from the bad and it does not allow those who want to lump in the bad with the good to have a seat at the table. So take the rug out from under them. Don't give them the semblance of of respectability that it has. Don't lump in the good with the bad. So be very clear with your terms of what a lead is and what it is not. And that's how marketing will, or part of how marketing will liberate itself from sales development. So with that, I'll leave it there and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Buyer-centric revenue model, over and out.